Welcome to Piano Method Madness. My name is G. Absolute, and we are on lesson number 22. All right, the countdown officially begins. We have 10 lessons after, after including this one to, to finish this book. Let's keep pushing, keep pushing. I hope you enjoyed exercise 21 because I certainly did. And I, I hope you didn't get stuck back there like I did uh, when I was learning this uh, the exercise because I was just simply having too much fun with it. But exercise 22 is more fun because it's it has less. All you're playing is chords. You're playing chords the whole the whole way through. The only play you the only place you'll have like a little bit of a melodic progression is uh, in measure number 11 leading into 12 where the D7 is being syncopated to measure number 12. Remember we learned about syncopa syncopation in uh, exercise 21. Well, the the only syncopation I see here is uh, in measure number 11 leading to 12, where the D7 is held from the fourth beat to the first beat. Uh, I'm sorry. You also see it in measures number nine and 10. Yes, number nine and 10. Where they, uh, the D9 and C9 are being syncopated. But let's play through it. Forget about all that talk. Let's just play through it. The bass line, first off, is the same as all the exercise going back as far as exercise number 17. So no review. What I want to focus on here are the chords. We start, uh, if you look, the, the, the music sheet is structured a little bit differently because they moved the first measure slightly upwards towards the title. So here we are. We have that's an F7 with the G7 played next after it. Just like that. So let's focus on the fingering. So we have we have an we have a E F, A sharp, C sharp, leading to a, that's an F sharp seven. I'm sorry, an F sharp seven, leading to a G seven, where the thumbs on a F, second finger is on a G, finger number three is on a B, and finger five is on a D. So you go. Master uh, these chord that chord progression because the first four measures are playing this chord. Just that whole thing repeated. So we have that's it. The first four measures are just you doing that. Now um, measure number five and six have an F seven and C nine. So we're doing instead of doing. We're actually going, you see that? We have the F7, and in order to accomplish the C9, we're moving, we're moving, uh, we're using fingers two and five. So again, with the F7th is an E, F sharp, A sharp, C sharp. And the C9th is an E, G, B flat, D. So we're going to... did that twice. 
So that covers measures one through six. So let's play through it again. See that? That was the first six measures. You already knocked it out. So let's do measure seven and eight, which is back to uh, what you were doing in the beginning, which is this. So that's seven and eight, and let's play through it again. Measure one. Measure two. Measure three. Measure four. Measure five. Measure six. Measure seven. Measure eight. All right, here's where a little bit of the complicated stuff happens. Because uh, I think this involves some finger cramming. If you have, if you're not used to being your, your fingers in between the black keys, you gotta be careful here because it takes a little precision. Right there, the E9. Right there with the E9, with the D9. So let's look at it. We have the D flat, an F. That's a, a D flat is with the thumb. Finger number two is on an F natural. Finger number three is on a G, and finger number five is on a B flat. So if you if you have big fingers like I do. It's sometimes a little bit hard to get get them jammed in between the keys like this, and especially qu close quarters. See that? It's almost like you, you feel like it's about to fall down. And it's going to go to a D ninth, which is a C. Thumb on a, on a C. Finger number two is on an E. And finger number three is on an F sharp. Finger number five is on an A. So we go from here. You gotta pr practice that so, because you gotta hold that, that D ninth cleanly because it leads into measure number 10. See that? And then, in measure number nine, we have a D ninth and a C ninth. What we have here is a uh, a B, a thumb on a B, the uh, finger number two on a D sharp, finger number three is on an F natural, and finger number four is on an A flat. So we're going from doing this, E ninth, D ninth, and then we have a D ninth here. Watch, uh, changing the the fingering, and actually the chord as well, leading to a C ninth, with is a B flat, finger number one that is, playing a B flat. Uh, number two appears to be playing a D natural. 
And finger number three is playing in an E. Finger number five is playing a G. So let's try that progression. Yeah, a lot of finger cramming in here, but I, I understand why it's needed. Cause there you're gonna come. There's gonna come a time where you're gonna be playing chords like this, and if had you not practiced something like this, your fingers would not be accustomed to getting in there. I mean, music is music. However, you can get the chords if it sound good. That's the way it should be played. Imagine if you never practiced this, you would have all kind of your hand doing all kind of that nonsense. In measure number 10, it looks like you have a G diminished leading into a G, which is, uh... and let's look at that for a second. You have an A sharp, a C sharp, and you have an E and a G. So what happening is you have fingers one, two, and three there. One, two, three, and five, I'm sorry. And all, when to progress to the G, all you're doing is moving fingers one and two up half a step. And that's it. In number, measure number 11, you have an E7, which you've played before, being played with fingers one, four, three. And that concludes the exercise. That concludes the whole entire exercise. Very little melodic play happening here. So let's uh, get this thing going with a metronome. Before we begin, I want to uh, talk about a special symbol that, that is seen in measures one through seven. And again, in measure 10 and 12. It's a little dot beneath the third beat of that triplet like in measure number one and under the g7 again in measure two three and again under the c ninth for measures four and five and measures six and seven you see it under the g7 and so forth you said and uh and lastly in measure number 10 you see it under the g and finally in measure 12 you see it under the g7 that's telling you to play the note not the whole length. It's like a staccato note. You're you're playing it like that. You see that? That's how you should play it. You're not playing. You're not playing the whole eighth note portion of it. It's like a kind of like a punctuation. Gives the feel, uh, gives the piece a, a certain feel that the author was wanted or intended to, to have. So now that you've seen that, let's get cracking on this thing.
there we have it. There we have it. It's that's it in a nutshell. I have I had fun playing this. I, I hope you had fun as well. Uh, let's get ready for exercise number 23. Let's keep marching towards that finish line. I will see you guys next time. Have fun. Keep practicing. Peace. This episode of The Black and White Struggle contains musical content from Basic Blues for Piano by Ron Payne. Copyright 1984 by Hal Leonard Corporation. International copyright secured, all rights reserved. Used by permission of Hal Leonard, LLC. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of the book, the item number is 002-40075. It's available for purchase from your local music retailers for $24.99 US.